0: are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. We're turning to the Word of the Lord. Have a couple baptisms also uh, this morning so we're excited about that amen and what God's continuing to do people are being baptized throughout the week it's not just on Sunday folks people are being baptized throughout the week and I thank the Lord for that and God filled four young people with the Holy Ghost at main camp and we're excited about that what God's doing in in our in our younger generation Amen. I thank the Lord for it. Amen. Aren't you thankful for what God is doing? Amen. I'm so thankful for it. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 21. I want to speak to you this morning about joy that is in the salvation of the Lord. Joy in the salvation of the Lord. And um, I'm going to go through some verses. So I'm not going to read the, the chapter right from the beginning, but we're going to go through chapter 21 of Psalms. And uh, if you if you uh, look at the backstory of Psalm 21, it starts really in Psalm 20, where David is des- desiring to be delivered, or that the Lord would step into his situation or circumstance and take care of the issues uh, that's happening in his life. And uh, you know, when you read the Bible, thousands of years ago, it was written. And yet it is so relevant to us this morning. And really it isn't any different. We have a whole group of people that are here watching or listening online this morning. That if you're in a situation or a circumstance that is really beyond your control, your desire is to have God minister in that situation. If you haven't thought of the God factor, I would encourage you this morning to reach out to the Almighty God and say, I'm in a situation or circumstance that I can't solve on my own, God, and I'm needing your help. That's what David's dilemma was. And so David is desiring deliverance, and Psalm 21 is the fulfillment of that desire that David Is Praying for and so when you look at Psalm 21, it's 13 verses long that's been uh, Put in place by by man to help us to be able to find the scriptures Easier, but there was no verses uh, When it was written it was written as a total psalm But if you look at the psalm you can divide it basically into two parts you can see the awesome presence of the Lord in verses 1 to 7 of how he Saved us and delivered us. Aren't you thankful this morning for what God has done in your life up to this point? He isn't done. Amen. He isn't finished. But be thankful this morning for what God has already completed in your life as an individual. And then verses 8 to 13. The second half of the psalm is how the Lord will take care of your enemy. You don't have to worry about the enemy this morning. Amen. Just be thankful for what God has done in your life. And God is fighting your battle for you. He will fight your battle for you he's already overcome the enemy he's already defeated uh, the devil he you don't have to worry about him this morning put your faith uh, and trust in god he's already taken care of him and so the last six verses uh, of the chapter talk about how the lord takes care of the enemy so i want to focus a little bit on the first section that says in verse one the king shall joy In thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. Again, uh, think of it in the terms that David uh, is achieving victory. And it's being written... By David, and he's writing it as if uh, uh, he's in the third person, and so you can you can read uh, this chapter, and and he's he's saying the king shall joy in thy strength. I am joying, he says, in the strength of the Lord because of the salvation that has so greatly changed my life. Uh, when you see uh, the word strength here, it implies that the success referred to was absolutely traced back to God. It was not of any human arm or human power or human valor or skill. In all uh, that we can do in our own strength, uh, it will not compare to the power of God alone. Uh, David said, uh, whatever I could do in my own would not be sufficient. I'm thankful for the joy of the strength of the Lord in His salvation that has delivered me Grant granted me, save me, changed me, hallelujah, set me free. We sang about it this morning. You didn't set yourself free. When you came to the Lord, He set you free. You didn't fill yourself with the Spirit. When you came to the Lord, He filled you with His Spirit. The joy of my salvation is in Him. It's not in me, if we're not careful. We think, well, you know, we've been coming to church for however long and maybe you were born into a Christian home and maybe if you're not careful, you might rely on your own strength. And the Bible warns us about that. That when you rely on your own strength or when you think you're able to stand, take heed, says lest ye fall. But David stepped back and said, I couldn't have done this. it wasn't my ability that took the rock and put it in the forehead of Goliath in such a force that it knocked the giant, about nine feet tall giant, to the ground. David was, David was not a large man from what we understand. He wasn't even uh, a well-experienced person in battle he was a shepherd but he said i don't come to you in my own strength i come to you in the name of the lord I don't have a shield and I don't have a sword. And I'm not approaching you, Goliath, in those ways. I've got a power that is beyond my control. I've got a power that I rejoice in, that I didn't get by myself. Let me tell you, the world didn't give it to you, and the world can't take it away. Let your joy be in the Lord this morning. The joy of the Lord is my strength amen not only does he rejoice he will ever rejoice he will be in constant joy salvation is not just a source of comfort it's not just uh, evidence uh, that god changed your life life it doesn't just accompany you with uh, a confidence Uh, there's something that's Lasting. It's not just one moment. And I'm thankful for the moment that God changed uh, my life, changed your life. Uh, but it's not just uh, about that moment. It's when the days are long uh, and the rough, rough road comes your way, uh, and the trials and temptations uh, are struggles uh, that the joy of the Lord uh, hasn't changed. Uh, you can lift your hands uh, no matter how you feel, uh, and say, I've got my I've got my strength on. Oh, Only from one source this morning. It's not the situation or the circumstance I'm in. My joy is in the strength of the Lord. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't go to sleep. He doesn't forget who you are. And he's not interested in quitting. You can be assured this morning that your joy in his strength will be your salvation and you can continually rejoice. He says in verse 2, Thou hast given him his heart's desire and hast not withholden the request of his lips. Selah. The prayer, the prayer that David had prayed was for deliverance and God granted him what his heart's desire was, he fulfilled all the counsel that was necessary, and he he everything that David desired was not denied from him or refused from him. The request, uh, uh, the verse says, David David wrote. He said, "The request or the desire of my lips that I uttered." He said, "Those petitions were granted." So just think about what he's saying in those first two verses. The joy of the Lord is my strength and my salvation and I'm going to continually rejoice in it and everything uh, that my lips uttered uh, or requested, uh, He took care of it for me. And then you see the word Selah. It's like David put everything down uh, at that moment uh, and said, I can't go any farther. There's too much uh, excitement uh, and too much joy in just realizing what he has done for me. So he stopped uh, at that moment uh, and he had a praise break. Uh, The word Selah is just simply uh, a moment of praise uh, that he got uh, excited about what Jesus had done for him. Where's all the group that went to Youth Congress? Stand up, please. Stand up. Now, this is a bunch of them. I think we had 17 go, 17 went to Youth Congress. I can guarantee you that as 36 or 37,000 people gathered into that stadium at Youth Congress, there wasn't too many people sitting on their hands. Am I correct? I wasn't even there, and I can pretty well assume that it was probably quite active. Huh? There probably didn't have to be a great amount of encouragement. To say, oh, come on, church. Would you get on your feet and have a little praise break? No. Everyone started thinking about what God had done for them. And before they knew it, something happened in their spirit. And all of a sudden, there was an excitement of how powerful God was. Hallelujah. And it lifts your spirit. And it encourages you in the Lord when you stop and think about what He has done. Listen, on this Sunday morning, you may be seated. On this Sunday morning, if you want to find trouble, you'll have no problem finding trouble. If you want to find uh, out how to have a bad day, you don't have to look too far. If you want to get depressed, just watch the news. If you want to be discouraged, put your focus... Around the government. No, seriously. I'm not preaching against them. I'm just saying. Our world's in a mess. But I have no desire and I've got no interest to be depressed. I've got no desire to be downhearted. I've got no desire to focus on this world. Jesus has been too good to me. I'm going to let myself have a praise break because of the joy of my salvation that's in him. Too many people in July of 2023 that have sad faces. Come on, I dare you. I dare you show your teeth or lack of. Just. I dare you. kind of freaked my wife out one day. I said, when I die, I want to die smiling. If they still do that walking by and boo-hoo, all that stuff, I want people to be laughing at me. I don't want to have, I don't want to have sadness. I don't want to have sorrow that control. Listen, I know we have difficult times. And I know we have challenging circumstances. But I don't want that to dictate how I feel when it comes to my memory of what Jesus has done for me. And how he has delivered and kept me and protected me and filled me with his spirit. I want there to be a moment of a praise break. Hallelujah. Of what God's done for me. Yeah. Verse 3. For thou preventest him. With the blessings of goodness, thou settest the crown of pure gold on his head. The understanding here is thou goest before him. Thou dost anticipate him. The word prevent, we commonly use it as the sense of hindering or stopping or intercepting. But that's not the original meaning of the English word prevent. The word that's being used in the Bible, the translation would be meant like this. "It He goes before. So think of it this way. For thou goest before with the blessings of goodness. He's not stopping you from his goodness. And he's not stopping you or intercepting you from his blessings. No, no, no. He's making sure that the pathway is clear. He's got a whole group of people that's following him. And he's going to make sure there's nothing preventing you from his blessing. He's going before you. Too many people are serving God thinking he's going to hammer them over the head with something. I'm serious. God's not watching to see if you fail so he can laugh at you. He's not watching to see if you make a mistake so he can put a little mark beside your name. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, he's going before you, he's allowing his goodness and blessing. To be there. Listen, there needs to be a joy that comes, hallelujah, with the people of God that you realize how great the salvation is that He's given you, hallelujah, and everything that your heart is longing after Him. He wants you to have it, and He's going before you so that the blessing and goodness can't be stopped. Yeah. That's the God that I'm serving. Blessing and goodness. The part that he promotes in your life. Set us a crown of pure gold on his head. He's not just thinking. David's not just thinking about his coronation. And a period of time when he was crowned king. He went 11 years as king before he ever received power. He was anointed king 11 years before he became king. It's not about the crown that David received. David is triumphing prophetically in what you and I will receive. This is not just a journey that you're trying to get through. I hope I make it. No, no, no. I'm not hoping I make it. I'm marching right in. Hallelujah. I'm his child. When I come home to my mom and dad's, I don't knock. I walk right in. I'm their child. Let me tell you, if he's preparing a place for you, that where he is, you may be also, he's expecting you. You're not going to catch him off guard. You're not going to show up when he's not ready. I'm marching, hallelujah, into his presence. Not because I'm holy. Not because I'm righteous. But because he's my salvation. Come on, church. There needs to be a joy rise inside of you. Hallelujah. That the devil didn't give you. And the devil can't take it away. I know it's Sunday morning, but we're only having one service, and I can't scream and holler tonight. He asked life of thee, and thou gavest it him, even length of days, forever and ever. David says, I asked him for life. Everyone that's here this morning, pretty confident that you're alive. so I'm thankful for that but this is not just talking about being alive he came that you might have life and life more abundantly well you know I'm just I'm just so I'm just so bound up with the things I'm trying, I'm struggling, I can't hardly pray, but I I hauled myself out of bed this morning to get to church. I don't know if I'm gonna make it through, but I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna raise a hand if I get enough strength. And and if it's not too cold and it's not too hot and I sing a a song that I'm suitable with, I'm gonna try to maybe stand up. That's not how I serve God, folks. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. I enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. He has given me life, church, and He's given me life more abundantly. He doesn't want you just to survive, He wants you to thrive. He wants you to march in victory He wants you to shout with a voice of triumph He wants you to walk, hallelujah In a realm of the spirit, hallelujah That nothing of this world could stop you Hinder you, hold you back Take away from you No, know the joy of the salvation that he gave you is forever and ever His glory is great. Verse 5, in thy salvation, honor and majesty hast thou laid upon him. The glory is great. No, no, not in David himself. Not in anything David's done. Not in David's lineage. None of those things. It wasn't about that. The glory is great, David said, in thy salvation. The fact that God interposed to save him. And the manner in which it was done. There was a high honor and an adoration that David had that is honor and majesty, he says, hast thou laid upon him, not just in making him a king in the natural. No, no. It was the victories and triumphs and the struggles that David went through that he still continued to chase God and run after God and follow God. And God made a very powerful statement that. David is a man after my own heart, he said. That's because David never stopped realizing how powerful it was that he had been ransomed as a child of God. He said, honor and majesty have you laid on him. Can I put it in my terms? I am so privileged to be a child of the king. It's not my name, and it's surely not where I came from. Now, it's a sad place where I came from. I mean, it's just one little road. The bushes, the bushes are out over the road. I mean, it's Tweety Brook. Like, what, what kind of... Tweety Brook. Who, who gets excited about their place, the street, the road they lived on being Tweety Brook? And you have to say Tweety Brook so people don't have to say Cushmuckwack. Yeah. Cushmuckwack's the city. All 400 people. Tweety Brook's the road. It's not last name. and It's surely not where I came from. But let me tell you, in 1976, when he filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, something started in my life. I didn't even fully understand everything about it. But the more I've lived for him and the more I've grown in him, I realized how privileged I am. I've ate billion people in this world to know Him, hallelujah to walk with Him, it's not a right, it's a privilege it's honor and majesty that He's laid upon me in my salvation Young people, old people, elders, middle aged, don't ever take it for granted that you have a house of God to come to. Let there be honor and majesty that arises from you that says, God, I am so thankful for your salvation. Music, come. I'm only, I'm not even halfway through. Look what he says. Thou hast made him most blessed forever. Thou hast made him exceeding glad with thy countenance. Exceeding glad. The Hebrew phrase would be gladdened him with joy. Gladdened him with joy. Folks, that's greater than happiness. That's greater than just feeling good. Because if you wait for happiness or wait until you feel good, you may miss it. But He's gladdened you with joy. The favor of God is upon you. His protection and His promises are available to you. Favor. When God puts His favor on you Lifting the light of your countenance Hallelujah And expressing it This is what what it says With thy countenance This is what it means He smiles upon you You bring a smile to the Lord's face I mean how powerful is that? Did you know that you can make God smile? You can make God smile because he looks at the progress of the salvation that's happened in your life. And he says, "I'm just going to I'm not I'm just going to go before them and let goodness and blessing come." If you earthly know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more does your heavenly father care about you he knows when a sparrow falls to the ground and he takes notice of a single sparrow and you you are made in his light David authored the psalm and he said, For the king trusteth in the Lord and through the mercy of the Most High he shall not be moved. I don't have time to go in it all. But let me just put it to you this way. He's not leaving you. You may for a period of time unwisely walk away from Him but He will never leave you. You may choose your own direction for a period of time but He will never take His hand off of you. He Will not be moved. You can try to push God away all you like. He never ever gives up on you. He will never stop loving you. He will never stop trying to reach you. So just step back and say. If that's the case I'm just going to joy. In the salvation that God has done for me. I'm going to live for Him to the best of my ability. I'm going to let the goodness and the blessings of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to let life everlasting come to my life here. Amen. And expect to spend eternity with Him up there. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the joy of your salvation. Just give me two minutes. I'm not going to spend very much time speaking about the last six verses. But this is what he says. Thine hand shall find out all thine enemies. Thy right hand shall find out those that hate thee. Thou shalt make them as a fiery oven in the time of thine anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath and the fire shall devour them I could take you into the whole process of the Hebrew oven maybe I'll preach on that sometime it's simply this God just puts a hedge about you that the enemy doesn't have any say outside of what he allows David just said, God's going to gather up all that stuff that's trying to destroy my life and it's just going to be put in the oven. It was a container that the wood was in the very vessel. And David said, the power of God will just devour what's trying to harm me. Their fruit, verse 10 Shalt thou destroy from the earth And their seed From among the children of men For they intended evil Against they They imagined A mischievous device That's another whole sermon Which they are not able To perform Simply this The enemy will try all kinds of things but if you remain in the joy of your salvation he will not be able to accomplish his devices no matter how mischievous they are no matter how frequent they come and no matter how intense they they are they will not they will not overwhelm or they will not consume you. The devices of the enemy have no power if you remain in the joy of your salvation. It's when you get yourself out of thinking how awesome God has been in your life that you become distracted by the things around you. Don't allow those things to happen, church. Do not allow this world to distract you. Keep your eye on who purchased you with His own precious blood. Okay, stand. i got so many pages. Therefore shalt thou make them turn their back. Thou shalt make ready thine arrows upon thy strings against the face of them be thou exalted lord in thine own strength so will we sing and praise thy power my last thought is from verse 12 let me tell you how great god is in your life he doesn't try to sneak up on the enemy To catch them off guard. Go back to verse 12 if you would. Therefore shalt thou make them turn their back. When thou shalt make ready thine arrows upon thy strings against the face of them. The Lord does not come around the side of the enemy to try to distract him and say, You know what, that's my child. No, no, no. He walks right straight and faces the enemy face to face and says, "Uh uh-uh that's not happening I'm going before this person with blessing and goodness you can take your arrows and put them away because they've got a joy in me that you can't do he doesn't send an email and he doesn't send a text he goes right face to face with the enemy and says you've got no power mission point the last service of July I want you to fill this altar this morning with a joy in your life and a joy in your spirit A joy in your voice uh, of what God has done for you. Uh, We sung about freedom. Uh, We sung about how uh, awesome He is. Uh, Hallelujah. There's joy in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, There's joy in the house of the Lord. Uh, Hallelujah. Let there be joy in your heart this morning. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.